Welcome to Extreme One to Watch. Here um, today, I'm Destiny Crane, along with my mother, Dana Burnshaw. We are fifth and sixth generation Burns family members, and we are excited to have you here with us on our Extreme One to Watch podcast. Yes, it's we have a great guest with us today. We're very pleased to have our friend and one of our partners that we work with in extreme barrel racing and we couldn't have done uh, our extreme million and all of the big events that you have seen without our system that we use and the system is saddlebook i hope you're familiar with it it is a world-class uh, entry system that we use uh, and have been using since 2018 and it it's going to be fun for you to learn how all of this came about and um, the synergy between the, the three of us. So welcome, Paul Hansen. Paul is from California, uh, beautiful Carmel and Paso Robles, California. Thank you, Dana. Destiny, it's sure great to be here today. And um, boy, we got beautiful weather outside today and it's just been a really nice, nice event. So thank you for having me here. It's so wonderful. Um, it's, so let's talk a little bit about how we all came about and through mutual friends, it's so wonderful how one friendship will expand into another friendship, expands into business opportunities. And that's the one thing that uh, this type of friendship has turned into. So uh, maybe you can give us a little, talk us through how you got started and what compelled you to become a, a software developer. I know that's a big story. But. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that goes back. And um, I'm not sure I ever thought specifically about becoming a software developer. It just kind of happened along the way. And um, so I'm, I'm a guy who's uh, always liked to connect things and um, make things happen. And um, I was thinking about this as we were going to sit down. And I, I remembered a, a time when I was very young and um, much to my mother's chagrin, I was always running strings or wires or something through the house. And the day I figured out that I could pull the cover off the electrical outlet and run a string from one room to the next, and I used little eyelets and I could connect to the light switch in the other room, which happened to be my sister's bedroom. <laughs> and, and that was the beginning of automation for me, was when I could get my sisters to come running out of their room screaming <laughs> because they couldn't figure out why the light was going on and off. <laughs> Ghosts so, in the house. And that, that was way back in the 1900s, so we didn't have... <laughs> you couldn't clap your hands for that at that time. So, um, so I just have always liked doing things like that and connecting things, and as I got older and... Um, I uh, finished school in mechanical engineering at uh, Cal Poly in California, and I really enjoyed getting, working, getting to work with computers, which were just coming out, and that was the mid-'80s, and um, was just looking for what could I do with it because um, I just wanted to accomplish things. And I ended up doing different uh, software for different businesses, um, doing paychecks or things like that. And uh, that kind of got me started. And, and really, my curiosity continued to be watching what people were doing and could I automate that. Mm. 
So a very curious young lad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a, a funny story that uh, I know that I love the sister story, but <laughs> something about uh, your family that, that, that you have added to, to that dynamic in a funny way. I love your funny stories. Um, well, thank you, Dana. <laughs> but um, I'm sure there are many of them. Um, and, um, you know, the, I, I think it used to be playing pranks on my sisters. I had three sisters growing up, and um, they were all, uh, all well, two out of the three were barrel racers, and um, really loved that. My oldest sister was a champion barrel racer and just lo loved doing that. And if it wasn't blue or silver, she threw it away. And, um, <laughs> so, um, but I think just hanging out with them and, and um, I was always out in the barn, couldn't figure out why I was the one cleaning the barn because uh, <laughs> I didn't have a horse. But, uh, <laughs> but anyhow, it just was always nice to be around um, and the horses and, and living on a small ranch was just a great deal yeah. for me. So. so you've been surrounded with women all of your life. You have <laughs> uh, three sisters and two beautiful daughters. Yes. And a son. Yes. Yes. And um, that's probably one of the most difficult but rewarding jobs that I've had, and that is raising my three kids. And um, there is nothing more wonderful than to have your kids grow up and... Um, do well and be out there in the world making their their imprint on things. Well, and and talk about job. Um, tell us a little bit about your stint overseas in Indonesia. I mean, your work took you across the globe, and a little bit about that and how that experience has changed your life. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was in. Uh, 2002 that uh, I moved my whole family, my three kids, they were ages six to nine, and um, my wife at the time, and we moved uh, to Indonesia, central Java, the island there, and um, we were there for eight years. The kids went to, the, to school there, an international school, and it was quite a challenge when we landed there. Nobody spoke English. So we had to learn to speak Indonesian. Um, I was creating a software team for my company at the time um, to, to create our software for our company here in California. And um, it was a, quite an adventure to learn the language, to learn the culture. Um, to this date, when I travel or think about traveling, being able to spend some time somewhere to really understand the culture um, it really makes a difference because that's what really illuminates things to see the people and understand um, what's going on. But that was quite a challenge um, just to build a house and uh, the kids landing in school, that, that part was a, a godsend. <laughs> they could just go to school and, and um, that was great as American curriculum school and so they did really well and um, all three of them continued to say how they would not trade that experience for anything um, that they just have a different worldview and understanding of things and they speak multiple languages as a result and um, so it's fun as for me 
I wouldn't trade the experience. Um, at the same time, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't sign up again. <laughs> <laughs> you learned Czech, got the that Czech one done, on that right? One. We'll yes. speak to us in Indonesian a little bit, putting yeah. him on the spot. I, I mean, I'm not sure I know None that language, right? None of us would know right? that, well, yeah. here you know, on that's site. always always a fun question that, that we get when, when you mention that. And it's very difficult, quite frankly, to speak Indonesian to somebody who's obviously not and not speaking to you in Indonesian. It was funny, I was going through In-N-Out Burger over in uh, the valley and um, I heard somebody speaking Indonesian. And, um, and she was calling to her kids and we were in California, of course, not Indonesia. And um, so I thought, well, I just couldn't resist, you know, just all coming back to mind. And I said, Darimanabu, uh, which means where are you from? And it was funny because her back was to me, and but she froze <laughs> because it's like I'm sure she's not used. To <laughs> she wasn't used to that. And so she turned around very timidly, and her eyes were big, and she answered me in Indonesian. She says she was from Indonesia, and and um, <laughs> and then it was funny. We continued to have a conversation in Indonesian, and it was just kind of it's fun because you you can connect differently and. Um, with my kids, there's still times that um, an Indonesian phrase seems to fit what you're trying to express best. Mm. And um, so uh, just this morning I was talking to Naomi, who's part of Saddlebook now, and um, Sakali Lagi, um, or Apa Lagi, is another phrase that comes, which means, so anything else? <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like a beautiful language. I mean, it's, it, it just kind of rolls off, off of your tongue. So why don't you tell us a little bit of um, why you went into um, and the equestrian side of a program as well, why you started um, Saddlebook? Okay. Well, I've done a lot of things in my career. Um, most of my career I spent in the retail world, um, in merchandise management and point of sale. Um, our systems have been used in all kinds of places from uh, grocery stores to uh, managing all the souvenirs and such at the Masters Golf Tournament um, and places like that. Um, I got to stand on the 50-yard line at the um, of the Dallas Cowboys Stadium in Texas once that was just amazing um, as we did their systems. And um, so I've been around, done a lot of things. Um, I had sold my company and was in between things and um, somebody approached me about getting into this and, and um, that they needed some help with their horse venue. And so uh, my better half, Julie, knew Dana and she says, you know, I know somebody we should talk to about that. And um, so we met Dana and um, Dana's like, well, yeah, you know, I think that would be a good pursuit. There's room in the industry. She didn't, she didn't like say, go right on in. There's nothing in there. She, she just kind of encouraged. And um, so then uh, I got in contact with Destiny and we talked and I decided to go out to Fort Mojave, wasn't it? And, yes. Uh, Yes, Fort Mojave, first race. Arizona, November yes. of 2017, yes. already. So, um, Boy, yes. we, did we need you. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that was yes, a lot of fun because um, I only went to watch to see what a barrel race was. <laughs> I but knew, no one I ever gets to just watch, right? <laughs> yeah. we, you always have to jump what in. What day did you show up on? Tuesday or Wednesday of that week? Yeah, it was, it was Tuesday. 
Wednesday? Yeah, I think I showed up and it was funny. I was pulling my trailer with my Jeep, JK, and all I knew was is I'm not going to make it over this mountain. There's not enough <laughs> gas in this vehicle. And you're out there in the middle of nowhere. And luckily I made it to the top and got the coast down into Fort Mojave where I got <laughs> gas. But um, yeah, so I think it was Tuesday or something like that. And we had, we had done some little practice events, but never a barrel race, actually. Yeah, and, you started um, Hunter Jumper, right? Hunter, Hunter Jumpers uh, yeah. with a local um, club where I lived. And so I was just kind of observing and started doing some of that. And so I kind of had a, a framework, but I wasn't by any stretch ready to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But by Friday we had results. <laughs> that was, I remember so you coming up to me. That's so funny that you would say that because the jargon that we use isn't not necessarily in other equestrians, of course. And I remember one of our team members, Chantel, kept um, Paul, I, the number one thing, we just need results, Paul. We need results. And, he, and Paul's the nice gentleman that it is. He walked over to me and he said, Dana, what does results mean? <laughs> like results on what type well, of results? Well, kept getting results on, um, you know, getting things completed so that they could enter and so that the times would carry over. So all of those results were happening, <laughs> just not but, the final results. There were some sort the of results I was missing. Yeah. And yes, so I, I remember as I approached you, Dan, I was a little timid about, okay, do I let her know that I don't know what results are? <laughs> so. Always so. And it didn't even occur to me that you didn't understand our lingo of what results meant as far as, and that's, you You have the leaderboard. Mm -hmm. I love that. He didn't even put results up because there's so many ways to get a result, right? But with the leaderboard in Saddlebook is where you go to see the results, yes, results. of the event. And they but, are live. Yes, the they are live. What a, what a great uh, program, and it's just evolved. So how did, that, how, how did that evolution happen with Saddlebook? So we started at Mojave, and you were gathering all the information, and Destiny was giving, requesting all of these things. It was amazing to me how you captured all of the needs and were able to solve the the problems that we had. And you were very open to all of those issues that we needed to be solved. So there's a, a couple of things um, that I've learned in my career. And, and one is, is um, as I shared earlier, automating things is what does my deal and doing it right. So I think the reward for me is, is that you come back and say, yes, okay, those are results. <laughs> that is together. And um, I can't do that unless I observe. It's very, very difficult. Well, let's just say it's impossible to automate something that nobody knows the process to. If you don't have a manual process or a way to process something to get results, then there's no way for me to automate it. So the first thing I have to do is just to observe, to watch what you're doing. The other thing that I've learned is, is that as I ask you, so what can I do? How can I change it? What can I fix? Or where's the problem spots? Usually the answers I get when I ask specifically are very different from what I'll observe if I stand and watch. And um, so it's like, okay, I hear you there, but I noticed you're doing such and so. And it'll often be, oh yeah, 
you could fix that. <laughs> yes. And um, you don't have to do it that way. We don't that have would to save us so much time. <laughs> yeah. Or why is it that you're doing this? Yeah. So so questions and being in the midst of it, which is why I love to come to events. So again, thank you for um, allowing me to be here at this time and just watch again, even though um, we're now in our fifth year at Saddlebook of. Uh, doing this, um, so I've learned a lot, but there's still more to learn, more to observe, and um, we're excited in this coming year to start doing, really catering more to the riders, which certainly we do now, that they can see results live and that sort of thing. Um, but, um, so, so that would be probably my answer to your question. Well, great, and what I've, what's been one of the most challenging uh, of those issues that you have solved, the problems, all the problems you have solved, which one was one of the most difficult of all of those? Can you pinpoint one or a couple of them? Or It seems like several come to mind. Um, but one of the things that I learned early on that it's just been kind of a motto for me um, is uh, when we were first doing those results, was to have them be accurate and to challenge. And um, there was a lot of trepidation that I had in, you know, these things are live. People are out there, it's on the web, we've recorded it, it's calculating, you know, and you know, each update what the new ranking is and what if it's wrong. And um, Destiny turns to me calmly, she says, no, 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 Paul. You have to understand that when somebody sees something wrong, those are our auditors. <laughs> and when, when I got, was able to have that mindset that actually they're team members, they're part of the team, and to include the writers, and that's what this online thing does. By publishing it right now, we get to find those issues. Maybe the, there was a transposition, somebody putting in data somewhere. If somebody raises their hand and says, hey, this is wrong, we can fix it and everybody can carry on together. And so all being on the same page together. Which makes results go by fast you and bet. easy. <laughs> yeah. Because they do. They do uh, flush out any of those missed plus fives. And we're getting a lot more accurate all the way around. But there is a thing about human error. And your system and processes can help with that. But it always does come back to a human to identify if there is a problem or an issue. And I just, I just smile at where it's been going. It has evolved uh, from, it's just, there's so many things that has been added to the system and to the profile. And to your point, being able to include the, um, it's all about the barrel racer and it's their platform to be able to um, utilize. So let's talk a little bit about what, what you see that's being underutilized that the user could utilize more of in Saddlebook and where you see that going as well. Good question. Um, you know, I think uh, early on Saddlebook was such a different thing um, from what had been out there. There was a lot of initial excitement. It was not hard to get behind. Wow, the results are there already. I can see them. I can see the ranking in the interim results um, and going there. I think um, probably still our biggest challenge is um, users are new to this paradigm of having a, an account to log into Saddlebook to keep track of all their entries independent of which producer as opposed to the fragmentation that, that exists in all the different systems or ways or methods that different producers of events 
will take entries and, and certainly there's no way that you would see what your entry was. Whereas with Saddlebook, um, just having your one account, so you're, you're, you're who you are and you're always doing these rides, you have your collection of horses and being able to bounce on easily to do a new entry um, and using the same horses, your name, you don't have to fill out those profiles every time. But I think that's probably our biggest challenge is for people to realize that it is just one account, that I don't have to do it over again. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then to utilize that to track their ride history, which is all kept. We, we were just looking before this. And that's what um, one thing too that I think is maybe underutilized a little bit is Saddle Dash, you know, for them to understand that it's all right there. You can see everything from all the different associations that you ride in and all of your horse's information is all in one place on Saddle Dash as well too. So it's such a neat, um, a neat page that I think gets missed a little bit um, too. So yeah, but it's a great, Good. a great part of, of Saddlebook. Good. Yeah, and that's that's everything. I mean, these devices that we use, we just scratch the surface of what they can do for us and how we can utilize them to empower our program, to be able to promote our program in the horse world. Because with Extreme, our why is to get bigger lifetime earnings behind the horse and rider. And that's why we introduced the Extreme Million. And we needed a program that would support that vision, that was big enough for the big vision. Because we, for 20 years, we just knew we didn't have a system that could support all the moving parts and all of the things we do with the five different performances, one go. We have all of the carryover classes. We have all of the different scales of added money that come into it. And uh, not only are our, our side pots, they're different. They're not half second splits. They may be seven tenth splits. And the Saddlebook program managed all of that and it kept everything going. It would give us really quick, instant results as we've talked about. And that's that was the thing that was so exciting to find is we're only as strong as the support and the program, the process and system that you've had to develop so that we could take in and do those, those big world-class events. And it isn't just barrel racing. You did the junior uh, national Finals Rodeo, right? So what other events has Saddlebook been um, been scoring on? So uh, I'd like to key off your, your comment, Dana, regarding your vision and being able to scale up as Extreme has really grown. And, and I'll tell you, the, the magnitude of the checks that you've been uh, handing out with the Extreme Million is just amazing and how that really impacts lives. Um, so to build Saddlebook to be able to empower you to go and, and, and do those sorts of things. At the same time, I like to, to call out how we also are, are working hard to make sure that Saddlebook stays accessible to the very small producers and, um, and set up a fee structure that works for those. We have um, our one producer who runs um, just, just for the peewees, just for the little kids. Their entry fees are $3. <laughs> so the Saddlebook fees on those are three cents. <laughs> um, and um, is it even three cents? It's just, just 
quite <laughs> three cents. Right? <laughs> so um, what we want to do is really be a tool for the industry wherever you are in your scale. Mm -hmm. And as you scale up, there's certainly a lot more benefit that you get from Saddlebook for you know this the sheer magnitude. Um, we did, uh, as you asked, what other things are we doing? We did a large event um, back in Perry, Georgia. Um, the youth and teen world event that had uh, 2,200 horses and um, 1,200 or so riders that um, was quite a deal. And, you know, I think there were between four and 5,000 people camped on the venue wow. <laughs> with their RVs and such. And it was quite impressive that the venue could handle them. Um, but um, so and all those people watching and watching results and um, there was a moment that they stressed the Saddlebook servers for a bit, but we were able to notch that up quickly and um, be able to maintain it. And um, as people look at that, it's like, well, you know, it's not just this event. We're running events, you know, across the country right now. And um, so it's just it's very rewarding to me to know that that it's running, it's out there and, and um, Results are coming in. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. And it and is all types growing. of different disciplines as well, too. So, yeah. I, you know, I see on there there's mini bowls to, yes. um, you know, all type of different events. That yeah, it's the Junior, junior well. World Finals, as it calls now, that, that is, uh, happens during the um, NFR in Las Vegas and Cowboy Christmas every December is a great deal. And um, Bo Gardner was a great guy that uh, was at uh, the Fort Mojave race, yeah, quite yes. frankly. And uh, he came up to me and he says, uh, we need this. <laughs> Next thing we knew, we were uh, doing that with the producers there at, um, of eight different events. So we, we actually handled all of the um, barrel racing, bull riding, bronc riding, team roping, um, breakaway and tie down. And um, I'm sure I'm missing some, but um, that was quite a deal. And, and um, some of those things that um, Saddlebook does do, we've branched into um, Ranch horse versatility as well, which is judged events and um, all the components that go into that. Some of those have um, ranging from one to 18 different scoring components that we do with multiple judges and such. So that's a new up and comer for us. So. Wow. So many different uh, disciplines, but it all needs that type of event to enter and that it not only it takes away, it has helped us so much uh, not to have so much chaos in the office. Yes. We've been paperless now for five years, basically, yes. before we it was paperless cool. just after <laughs> the first Mojave race. Yeah, too. So from there on forward, we have been paperless. Uh, we print just a, a sheet for the photographer and um, two sheets just to have times, just in case we have never needed them the backup sheets but we do have those but even like at our gates and that they're running through and it's great because if you know those last minute add-ons those that at the gate they can just hit refresh and they know exactly what's going on so we don't have the the hang-ups of you know who's there or, or all what. the questions yes. most of the so questions are answered flow. within that yes and the contestants, you know, we hear from them too. If they're running late or behind, they don't have to try to run into the office. They've already entered on their way there. 
Um, so they know and it's a, a big convenience for them as well too. So. And it took us a while to get everybody on to that. I mean, yes. there, we, we had to kind of beat them into submission because there's, when you, anytime you have big change, there's chaos you have to manage, right? right, right. I mean, that's just part of big change. Right. And we love to embrace and drive change. And this has been a, a program that has forced a lot of people to get on and to get familiar and it's so it's it's made for dummies i mean any of us can do it you just need we just need help and support a lot of times so that's what you've been so great to help us all to be able to support that so that we can get on and i think once you get a community going in it you gain traction and uh saddle books really gained traction the last couple of years and i think it is just getting the awareness out and as you've said paul you've expanded it across the country and at any given weekend, you can go into Saddlebook and you can see all of the events. And I can see how many entries someone has at any of the events all on one page right there in front of me during the events. I hit barrel racing and I can see all of the events uh, across the country. And when we have extreme million qualifiers or... Any yes, that. and that's been, you know, a huge help for us as well, too. Uh, that was with our extreme million vision. Um, to be able to manage that without Saddlebook would be impossible. Yeah. To keep track of, you know, who's qualified, who needs to pay the 250 to get in and the 775 re-entry mm -hmm. option. To keep that all straight and they can see that live, they can go to the qualification page, click right on it to enter and, you know, takes it and it knows everything and it is incredible. So those are those were some real challenges. But, uh, <laughs> those were some late nights and been, early mornings, right? But it's been uh, a real delight for me to work with you and, and your patience in explaining things, your patience when things aren't quite right, and <laughs> we just keep working on it and, and get it there. Um, and um, so that's that's been awesome. You've talked about a number of things that Saddlebook does. I think that's one of the perceptions that's still out there is is that it's just an online entry system. Mm -hmm. Is that is that what does it do anything besides just take the oh, entries? Oh man, it does everything. <laughs> it does everything. So we used to have different spreadsheets that we'd use for things. We did our style assignments in an Excel, um, RVs. All of that was time only assignments everything before was um, in a separate program you know using excel um, to handle that and now it's all in one place and it has simplified things exponentially from a producer standpoint too so um, i did all the draws on my ipad this time i can take entries from wherever if it, if somebody needs assistance i have two phones or an ipad and can assist anybody through that way um, any entries, changes, anything that needs to be happened, it can be on a computer, phone, tablet, and it's just so convenient and, you know, it's just incredible to what it's changed because it literally does everything we need to, from a financial summary to um, just everything that we need. Well, good. Yes. So, um, I don't know if I'm brave enough to do this, but what, what will you hope for next on Saddleboard? <laughs> so, <laughs> next, which you probably know because it's on your list. So, we offer payment plans. That's one mm -hmm. other really good thing. And um, 
the payment plans currently are set up on your first transaction. So if you know somebody decides that they want to enter the extreme billion qualifier again or something else, you know, to be able to have that payment plan option okay. to be, you know, allow them to do it again, which I understand there's so much on the backside that um, us on the front side that use have no idea <laughs> what goes on back there. And I learned so much about that just working with you as well, too, which makes me appreciate it even more. So I'm very blessed to have been able to work with you through that process to understand just a glimpse of what goes on the backside and how complicated it really is to make it just do results. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank so, you. Um, yes. Yeah, that's what we work hard to, you know, Keep it simple on the front side, as you say. Um, it can be rather complex on on the back, but our mission is to um, our mission statement in Saddlebook is to allow you to spend more time with your horse. Mm, perfect. And um, so that has just been a nice guiding light that we've had, and um, and so it just uh, it keeps it simple. I, I love. Oh, so I'm the announcer at the events. If you don't couldn't tell, but um, it how exciting it is for me because I'm in the crow's nest or in the announcer stands and I watch everybody and the minute there is a change and a new fast time, everybody goes to their phone and they're looking to see where they are in the lineup. Where, what, how did it change things around? And it's just instant. The minute that that time's recorded, it goes right to your device and all at once, everyone is scrolling to see where they are. And it's, it's just so much fun because it, it's like you get to interact with the event as it's going on. I like that. And that sounds, you yeah, really do through your device, you're interacting one-on-one -on -one with the event. If people are at home watching our great live webcast, thank you, Derek Dowsett. Um, at any rate, that is some, another way that they can interact is they can sit there with their phone, watch the live webcast and know exactly where their friends, family uh, are landing in the event. And it keeps you very engaged. It's a very fun way to engage, and that is a really wonderful tool. It isn't just for entering. It's a way to, like, play the sport, play along with the be with sport. It. As, be with it. That's it's, exactly It's fun it. to watch. Um, you know, there are spectators, and they get to know what's going on. Yes. They, um, I get the feedback from... Um, that they they find themselves rooting for people they don't know mm. because they can see where they are and it's like okay you just need just this much there. more <laughs> just go and um, go so it is uh, and even for those who who can look at the standings and decide you know what I can go home now but they're still watching the results even after they leave well and that's a great story <laughs> right remember we had people leave the million Yes. Because they knew that they were, you know, right there. And then we had that change and people turned around and came back and entered again on the last day. Yes. And then it changed everything else around because they were winning with 14, with a 14 second run at the Blackhawk Arena, which is crazy. You never think it's going to get beat. And then last year, Wenda Johnson went faster and people were turning trailers around to come back. Because they were sure that the... The bars would not change, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So, that and that's fun. the other cool thing about Extreme is we're way different that way because we allow you to choose 
which horse you're going to run, how many times you want to run it. If you want to re-enter that horse, it, we want you to finish on a high note. And that's been a great tool with Saddlebook to be able to just go back in. To your point, I, you don't have to go fill everything out. You simply pull up your entry and you just touch and go. Review, edit. Review. That's the one thing that sometimes gets people to, you think you need to do a new entry form because typically, you know, if you come in and have to fill out a new paper entry, if it's a paper entry system, so just the review edit and you can just add to, but you can't take away. So you're not going to mess up your other, your other entries. Oh, too, that's so. really a good point. Review, edit. Review and edit. <laughs> the Very pencil. Good. <laughs> yeah. well, what a what a great uh, conversation this has been. I, you know, we cannot give you enough thanks. Not only are you an intricate part about this, but you're just such a a dear friend and confidant for us. And we could not have achieved our goals without you coming in and uh, elevating our systems with with extreme. So. We, we value, value you dearly, Paul and Julie, your, your partner and our friend. And it's been, it's been so nice to, um, and I just smile at where it's going because it just, it just keeps, it allows the big dreaming. It allows yeah. all of it to come together. Well, that's probably one of the, the best things that I've learned in my life um, in, in my time and, and um, as Moses was getting to the end of his journey um, out in the wilderness, if you're familiar with the Bible, and Joshua was taking over, um, the Lord told Joshua to be bold and courageous. Just go out there because he was with him. And I think that's, that's the deal that's, that's given me the courage to just keep going is be bold, go out there, don't be afraid of what's going. And, and I've really seen that in this industry in the barrel racing you all are bold <laughs> you know if the barrel gets knocked over you tip it back up and you keep going and um so that's just been wonderful and and likewise um thank you because if it weren't for you all being open to my coming in and it's like okay paul you know what do you know about barrel racing well i don't know my sister used to win it but um <laughs> and um i mean, wasn't quite that ignorant but pretty close um but your patience and working with me and and um bringing me along to understand and and to be able to build this so thank you mm. Well, it has been so delightful to share the Saddlebook story here today. And thank you all for watching and stay tuned for more episodes of Extreme One to Watch. <laughs>